scatters. Box scatters. Box Welcome to Box Cutters episode 49, Hang Your Boozies on the Line. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Ross McQueen. Hey, hey, and one day we should turn the mics on a bit early to hear, <laughs> to hear Josh's pre, pre-show warm-up. And to my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Where's the line? On the grass. Where's the grass? Up, Up your, your ass. Nice one, BC. Coming up in box cutters later on. What, Ross, you, you've never heard that? No. What's the time? Half past nine, hang your pussies on the line. You've never heard that? No. What did you do in childhood? What kind of rhyming games did you have? In, I, in I think school? I studiously avoided that one, possibly. Right. I don't remember any it's rhyming games. Cool... I don't remember any rhyming games from primary school. Really? Yeah. Did you go to a Steiner school? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm just, I'm just no offended. Rhyming. <laughs> no rhyming. You're not ready for it. <laughs> but you can smoke. What? <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, go on. Hey, no, guys, I, I, just no rhyming I had games. nothing. No rhyming games. Did, did we see the papers today? Have we, have we seen the big story on the front page of, of the nation's papers today? No. Talking about uh, Fox Footy being dumped. Six full days after I broke it here on Box Cutters. Speaking of speaking of news that we've broken scoop. here on on Box Hell Cutters, scoop. other other news that you you yourself have broken, Brett. Uh, a full twelve hours before news broke that the master had been axed. Yes, who had that news? Box Cutters. We yes, did. who told you first that Letterman was getting boned in favour of uh, Quiz Monkey? Box Cutters. Box Cutters. Now, how many letters to the Green Guard are there? Thousands. Thousands. But you heard it here first. How many letters to the Green Guard are there about box cutters? None. Well, none that they're printing. Yeah, none that they're printing. And why is that? Conspiracy. (laughs) Well, this is a call. This is a call to box cutters, listeners everywhere. Write to greenguideletters at theage.com.au. Something like that. Maybe it's just greenguide. I think it's just greenguide at theage.com.au. Hey, Raving uh, about what a fantastic show this is. Just while we're talking Green Guide, sorry to change the mood a little bit. Apparently, uh, Green Guide television critic Ross Warnicky is gravely ill with yeah, cancer. Yeah, that's, that's what I hear. Uh, that's really? very sad. Uh, obviously, here in Melbourne, he, he's a huge part of the television landscape. Love him or hate him, or both at different times. Yes. And uh, we send our regards out to him and his family. He's, yeah, he's the, uh, he's the excellent balance, I think, with Jim Shembury. Mm. Uh, you know, one will love something and it's guaranteed that the other one will hate it. And yeah. And I think it's interesting that Robert Fidgen constantly makes reference to Ross Warnicky in his column, but Warnicky's never mentioned Fidgen. <laughs> I yeah. think that, well, you know, that says something. Fidgen's co- columns are a bit light on. Yeah. Really. <laughs> really. So, yeah, uh, yes, I, I fully endorse that. I think our, our thoughts mm. should go out to Ross and his family, and I, I hope uh, there's light in the tunnel mm. shortly. Coming up later on in Box Cutters, uh, we've got a little discussion about ratings. Going to talk... Uh, we've got Raywatch back. Raywatch mm. is back. It's been a long time. It has. Uh, some crap TV. I'm going to talk about the internet and television. Mm. Yes. One is, a s- one is a series of tubes. <laughs> the other one is a single tube. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Australian celebrity survivor, David Tench. Some strangely apt... That's it. There's no content. It's just strangely apt right at the end of the show. Uh, coming up now, as always, we're going to kick things off 
with Box Cutters News. The New York Post Online edition reports that uh, Survivor might be donning a bit of white pointy hat action. <laughs> it doesn't say that. No, it doesn't say that. It says it says that Survivor, the next series of Survivor... Forget has, the maybes. Jeff, the man himself, has confirmed it. It's been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Has confirmed that it. That at the start of next Survivor, the tribes are going to be split into blacks, Asians... Hispanics and whites, mm-hmm. and so I, see the thing is with, with splitting it into into those you know racial divides, yeah. and then giving them torches, isn't a lynching bound to happen? <laughs> isn't isn't that? Come on, come on! <laughs> That's my entire understanding of American history. <laughs> I actually I actually think this is a pretty interesting idea, and I think it's interesting that Survivor have taken the criticism head on that that their show is too white that, oh, there, that there isn't enough ethnic diversity in the show and they're attacking that full on and saying okay well bring it on we're going to have tribes of all different ethnicity which i think is an interesting way to do it I, I'm, ha- I'm happy to see fat naked people of any color on television <laughs> I, you know what I, I never thought it was an issue but clearly it, it must have been in the states yeah Jeff Probst says uh, it's a social experiment and this adds another layer to the experiment. Yeah. Yes. But uh, I can't remember the last Asian person that we saw on. Wasn't it the one that, that had the food hidden in his bag? Oh, yeah. He, he, yeah. He, oh, no. There was that. Uh, there was one a bit after that, I think, uh, in one of the series who completely betrayed her tribe, thinking that the tribes had merged and then got told they hadn't merged. and. <laughs> got kicked out straight away but clearly thin on the ground right whereas uh the um the apprentice has been i think quite successfully racially mixed mm. so it's interesting that survivor hasn't been or just has not been well seen to interestingly be. donald trump mooted this as an idea for the apprentice uh some stage in uh, i think it was the most recent series and it got shunted down pretty quickly before uh before he got the chance to to do it so Right. Mm. right. It's, it's interesting that Donald Trump has had an idea about The Apprentice. <laughs> uh, in, uh, in soccer news, Ross. Oh, no, football. football in football news. news. Well, you would think it would be soccer news. But uh, all, pretty much all the papers today, that's Thursday, are reporting that SBS might be coming to the rescue in place of Foxtel. SBS might be broadcasting football live into Sydney and Brisbane on Friday nights, right. which would mean that all games will be going on air, on free-to-air here in Melbourne and just be split up between Channel 7 and Channel 10. If this works out, I can't tell you how fantastic this is. This, is, well, this will just be an absolute boon for football fans. It's, it's a boon for football fans, but a, a huge blow for Foxtel. Why would they do that? Well, apparently, uh, as I reported last week, that the negotiations are just going nowhere. And since then, uh, Fox, the Fox Footy Channel has Fox closed. Footy Channel has closed, which was apparently a huge surprise to people not listening to Box Cutters. Yes. Uh, and uh, Channel Nine, basically, with their story about Fox Footy closing, just 
did their best to get the boots stuck into seven and ten and saying how lousy they were and how could they not made a deal and they had uh, Foxtel chief executive Kim Williams saying how frustrating it was and how he's been trying to make the deal but it's seven and ten's problem. I mean, it, it's all just it all just looks like. Foxtel might have their last game of football on Father's Day, yep. which is only a week or two away. Right. Oh, because it's the end of final season, uh, of, uh, of, of regular, regular season, season, and then it's final season, which is all on Channel 10. Yeah. That's, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Well, poor Foxtel. But good on SBS. That's going to be a, a ratings boon for them as well. I, th- I think it will. I mean, even if it gets what other stations would consider terrible ratings, it's probably going to be fantastic for SBS. Yeah. Comparatively. Yeah, I think so. Speaking of uh, cable TV, Showtime, Australia's movie channel, <clears throat> has commissioned a new drama series based on the lives and loves of a group of women working in a city brothel. Uh, there'll be 10 60-minute uh, episodes. The working title of the series is called Satisfaction and is being developed by Roger Simpson and Andy Walker. So Showtime are obviously going... Uh, moving away from just being a movie channel because well, they're showing way has been Love My Way Showtime, and I, th- I, th- and I figured that's probably worked out pretty well for them. They'll be showing the new mm. series of Deadwood soon, and they've they've shown Deadwood up until now as well. Yes, they've been yes. showing uh, uh, Splinter Cell. Splinter okay. Cell is that what it's called? That's a yep. game. Is it Sleeper Cell? Sleeper Cell. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was one of them. It's been a long week. <laughs> it's been a long, long week. Hey, uh, sci-fi. Fans will be upset to note that Stargate SG-1 is going to uh, end. Oh. The Stargate is closing. What's, uh, what's Richard Dean Anderson going to do? Uh, he'll do a MacGyver uh, miniseries, I'm sure. Okay. He'll, there's something. You know what? That guy, he can do anything he wants <laughs> still. There has been a, a spin-off series called uh, Stargate Atlantis. Oh, a number of oh. the regular cast from Stargate SG-1 will be moving into there. Perhaps he'll oh. follow them. Uh, through, through the Stargate? <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing about Stargate Atlantis seems to, And I've never gotten into either of these shows. But I haven't I know seen that, either. I know that uh, fans of Stargate do not like Stargate Atlantis, generally. Oh. A lot of it, you know, maybe they're surrounded by water because it's been flushed down a toilet. I think that's, ah, right. <laughs> that's the, the basic idea there. But and, uh, interesting to see that uh, Stargate is the longest-running science fiction series in TV history. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it must be all that chewing and throwing. I was, I was flummoxed when I read that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's lasted longer than sliders. Really? Um, and and actually, now there's a shock. Yeah. And the announcements... I think, oh, well, I think it started around the same time as sliders, so that should give you an idea of how, how long it's been around. What if you made all the Star Treks one? Yeah, that doesn't count. Why not? <laughs> because then you've also got... Uh, if you, if you call them Star Trek abbreviation then and, you've got and lump t- them all in together. You've got a 20-year gap. That Are you counting that 20-year gap? Of yes, course. Of course you are. <laughs> Well, speaking of that, uh, uh, James T. Kirk and uh, what's-his-face are getting together Leonard for uh, the game. No, no, um, uh, Baldy. Um, oh, pa- uh, Patrick Stewart. Yep. yep. Oh. Uh, there's a Star Trek game coming out, and they're both lending their voices to it. The reason I think they're the same is because from a non-Star Trek point of view, it could be the original series or it could be any of the spin-offs. I turn on, I go, Star Trek, <laughs> Yeah, but if you if you go around with that kind of talk amongst the the Trekkies, the geeks, Ooh, then you get you're going to be so causing. I have no intention of doing anything with Star Trek geeks, <laughs> let alone going around with them. Hey, you never know when they're around. 
Because, I mean, I... I if you're to... angry at Ross, <laughs> writing off all the different iterations of Star Trek... Hooray send, at boxcutters.net. Send us an email and I won't care. The announcement uh, to pull the plug came less than a week after the 200th show of Stargate SG-1. As far as Star Trek goes... Yes. I watched a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a fan of... I'm more a fan of the concept of Star Trek than I am of the actual series. And uh, as such... Used to have a lot of friends who were very much into it. Mm-hmm. And what I couldn't understand is there were maybe in every series of Star Trek, maybe two good episodes. Right. And the rest of them were all just terrible. Yes. And. So they're following the pattern from the original. From, yes. <laughs> uh, and, and nobody else really understood this that there were only two that were really good television drama, and the rest of them were all just filler. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I can tell, even having watched as little of Star Trek as I have, I can tell which series is which just by looking at it. Oh. Especially Enterprise, which was just terrible. Okay. Just terrible well, entirely. There was an article floating around last week about uh, the value of, of various cast members' autographs um, for the, the conventions and stuff. And mm-hmm. apparently Scott Bakula commands... $180 a signature, I think. And, like, it's just, okay, here's the, the picture with the signature. There you go. Um, because he's been such a rarity at the Star Trek conventions. Right. Whereas, right. Uh, like, Takei, George Takei? Oh, George, yeah, he'll turn up if we said... 20 bucks. Yeah, if we said we were having... If he knew that we were talking about Star Trek on this episode, he would, yeah. I think that's him now. You mentioned before about Patrick Stewart and... and What's his name? James Kirk. Yep. Who must have a real name. William Shatner. he does. He's on Boston League. Denny Crane. He was TJ Hooker. He was. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, so speaking of games, so he's a real estate person. So no, that's LJ Hooker. Ah, <laughs> nice. Uh, there is uh, Yahoo Seven. This is their first entry into programming and interactive content. They're going to be uh, doing a, a show called PS Trixie. Uh, and according to The Australian, it's going to pioneer the way for future television programming, films and music videos. Wow. Well, that's, sorry, according to Yahoo 7, reported in The Australian. Ah, yes. So it's going, that sounds just like a press release. It's going to be aimed at uh, 18 to 25 years, year olds. It's going to go for 12 weeks. And it's going to follow, it's going to follow the lives of Trixie and Hamish. Every week, they're going to have to try, try to solve some kind of mystery. And it's going to fall down to people on the internet to help them try to solve that mystery. Now, okay. this is not a first. This is an Australian first, but it's not a world first because Canada has had a show on... They're in their second season now. And there's quite a huge online community there that uh, helps actually put the show together every week. So, uh, sorry, Yahoo 7, but Canada are better than you. Papa. Hey, uh, <laughs> The Simpsons have uh, scooped their ninth Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program at this year's Creative Arts Emmys. Uh, so they beat South Park. They did beat South Park Which... with an episode titled The Seemingly Never-Ending Story, uh, Beating Trapped in the Closet. Trapped in the Closet, right. Uh, the Simpsons executive producer, Al Jean, quipped, this is what happens when you don't mock Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh, 
I think, and I could be wrong, uh, and I, I will apologise next week if I am, but I think the seemingly never-ending story w- was actually quite a good episode. It was one where they the Simpsons went caving and Homer got trapped in a cave and to ease the boredom, Lisa started telling him a story Yes, and in the middle of Lisa's story... Mo started telling a story and then Snake started telling a, so story. a story. So it was all a story, story within, within the story. story and it all did bundle up quite nicely at the oh, end. Oh, right. So yeah. that, that was actually quite a good... That must have been on a month or two ago here. Yeah, yeah, a couple of months ago here. Yeah. It, was, it was actually quite a good... Uh, it, it kind of destroyed all the back logic of Simpsons, you know, like Edna Krabappel used to go out with Mo and... Well, they were just oh, stories. Oh, oh. So. Yeah, I know, but, you know, I... I that, it's a bit like the Halloween episodes. That kind of thing annoys me. I don't mind it with the Halloween episodes. Well, how do, how do you remember what is what is actual backstory in Simpsons now? Because there's so much revision. Ross has a database going. Yeah, uh, good episodes, it counts. <laughs> Shit episodes, I say, not interested. Right, right. So Lenny in your book, still poor. Yes, Lenny's still poor. And Lenny, <laughs> Carl and Homer didn't go to school together. Right. They weren't best buddies growing up as well. Right, but Homer and Barney did. But Homer and Barney did. Oh, yes. yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, that goes without saying. Yes. Oh, Homer wrapped his little red wagon around a tree from the first time they were drinking. What about... when? And this is quickly turning into Simpsons news. Yeah. What about... There are a number of stories about how Barney started drinking. Yes. There are at least two or three. Which one Which one do we believe? Uh, you, you mean you don't believe the one with the little red wagon where he wrapped it around a tree and all the, all the other kids all crashed and they said let's never drink again no i believe i believe the one where it was the day before the sats yeah yeah yeah. that's the one i believe yep yeah interesting i I agree speaking of funny shows (laughs) yes hospital comedy scrubs which you can catch on channel 7 at 11 30 on monday nights prime time slot although they are showing episodes from this year he is following in the footsteps of Buffy, the vampire slayer, by staging a musical episode. Daria did it. Upcoming sixth season. Uh, everybody in the cast has a theatre background except for Sarah Chalk, who plays Dr. Elliot Reed, who also came from Roseanne So, as the daughter. She so, was, no, she was the second Becky. Let's make that clear. Oh yeah. She was the second Becky. But, yep. but, but that's where she came from. That was so, first. original cast. Original cast Original recording. Scrubs cast. Yes. yes. Actually, yeah. in a, in a yep. stage show. Okay. It's, no, it's not a stage show. It's a musical episode, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's an episode oh. of Scrubs. It's all going to be musical. Oh, I thought, I thought like they were going to Broadway. No, but, no, no. It's not like Blue's Clues when Blue's Clues went out and, and started doing live shows. And then they no. had to replace the guy who was really in Blue's Clues. No. It's not like uh, that? No, it's not like that. Ah. But they didn't replace Blue's. Blue. Blue is just a giant... No, it's just a giant... They would have had to make a suit. He was animated, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. She, blue as, blue as a girl. Well, she was animated. How could she have done it? That would be a terrible strain on the terrible. writer's hand to animate the live for every live performance. The yes. plot of the musical <laughs> episode will be based on the true case of a woman who had an aneurysm and started seeing everything as a musical. Right. Right. So I was much more excited when I thought it was a stage show. Yeah, I'd, I'd go and see that stage show. A, a musical, I've got to say, a musical episode of Scrubs really isn't that groundbreaking. Especially since Buffy already did it. Why bother? It's like when Blue Buffy Healers did, did their Daria live did episode. It. South Park's done it. Well, South Park's Simpsons yeah. have done it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just keeping you up to date. I don't want you switching on at like quarter to twelve and going. Oh my god, why are they all singing? What's going on? Have I I passed into some alternative reality? (laughs) But what that says to me, Brett, is that Scrubs is heading dangerously close. Don't you dare say they're jumping the shark. They are skiing very close to shark (laughs) territory. Uh, Hey, uh, James Gandolfini and HBO have announced that. that they've got a development deal going on. James Excellent. Gandolfini. I'm, I'm wondering if this was... Uh, he, he is, of course, uh, Tony Soprano from The Sopranos. And he was the wizard in Lord of the Rings. Gandolfini. Uh. <laughs> oh. Should we stop the show? <laughs> that's, the, that's the worst uh. show. <laughs> anyway, James, uh, James Gandolf... Eeny. <laughs> uh, I'm wondering if this was a uh, if this was some sort of a sweetener for uh, for having to go and do a whole another series for doing a yeah doing another Soprano series. Apparently, he has got uh, a couple of projects in development already. One is where he will be playing Ernest Hemingway. Oh, excellent! Which I think he'll have to—he'll have to actually lose a bit of weight for that. Yeah, I think he'd make a good Hemingway, and and a couple of other things. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. Yeah, oh, that's, that's going to be great. Hey, we've talked a lot about uh, Quiz Monkey Clone Midnight Up Late. Hot Dogs. Hot Dog Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, I, people... Are, what? what? I'm actually really getting into the British... Dra- like, the old black and white British dramas just showing on the ABC. While, <laughs> while I rewind tapes. <laughs> <laughs> because there's nothing else there's, on. There is, nothing, there is nothing else on. Mm. Uh, apparently, uh, Midnight Zoo is offering... Uh, cash prizes as low as $25. And there's a big uproar now and some online petitions about getting these shows off air because of the way the call structures uh, are are taken, where you make the phone call and are told that your call hasn't been selected. And that you're a failure. And that that you're a failure and you may as well kill yourself, kill yourself now. Mm. Uh, Call again, give me another 55 cents. Yeah, and that costs costs you 55 cents. Rather than calling once, going into a pool of calls and having Mm. one of those calls selected, Mm. uh, there's a... a, And I I doubt it's even a randomizer. I would say maybe, you know, every 30 seconds they take a call. So... Essentially, oh, it's that that would no, be no, no, the no. sudden death. I mean, every thirty every thirty seconds, they take a number, like they take a phone number, and then call people back. So it, I don't think it's necessarily even random. No, and so it's it's the at home equivalent of a poking machine. It's it's yeah, and so it's actually worse ring, than poking machines. Redial, redial, redial. It's got serious oh, ramifications for gambling be, addicts. Yeah, yeah, it's it yeah. is it is absolutely terrible. Uh, and uh, the Daily Telegraph spoke to. Uh, a communications authority spokesperson who said that programming was up to the networks. Now, clearly, oh. no, clearly in this case, I think uh, it should be the government should step in. I mean, there's a there is a gaming body, and this should fall under under their jurisdiction. And I think it seriously contravenes some uh, gambling guidelines. I yeah. have noticed on Channel Nine, and, and I think it's only Channel Nine's one. Um, they've actually said. Uh, uh, decide how much how much you can afford to to spend on it and play up to oh, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're putting a kind of a disclaimer. Yeah, no, that's just uh, bullshit, though. Yeah, it is. Um, I noticed too. I'm not sure if it's every week. We'll have to check the guides. But uh, Letterman seems to be down to two nights a week now. 
from three mm. uh, was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They've got rid of Saturdays as well so that we can have more Quiz Monkey. But that having been said, if you haven't been uh, checking the website of late, there was a very funny post from... Brett, help me out here. From a loyal box cutter <laughs> listener who said that he was watching Quiz Monkey one night and the phones actually all malfunctioned and the quiz, oh. the quiz Monkey people had to improvise for a good 20 minutes or so and then... Well, for the whole show, I think. And couldn't get the phones working and so then they went to the Drew Carey show or something yep. and then came back from the Drew Carey show but the phones still weren't working. Yep. <laughs> Saying that if you, think, if you think it's bad when they're trying to solve the quizzes, watch it when they're trying to improvise. Hey, I uh, mentioned this briefly last week about Jan Event's position on Sunday. Yes. The Channel 9 show. Uh, apparently she used to lose her central hosting role, but has been offered a part on the Sunday program when it's relaunched this week. Uh, there's also been uh, an occurrence of two events, uh, own colleagues having lodged letters of no confidence in the Sunday host. So uh, things are a little bit... Uh, so so people working of- on Sunday have said that they don't think Yana's really fit to host. They have. They've, uh, Who made, do they want? Do they want Jim Whaley back? They've made official complaints about Vent uh, to the executive producer, John Lyons. Oh, the, he's the new executive producer. Okay. Is this just a good reason to get rid of her? I mean, what, what, why would you complain about a host? What, what can she do wrong? She's well, just there smiling, cutting, going, you know, doing the bits between stories. Well, she does wear a lot of white suits and it is a morning show. If she's having coffee during the breaks, spills it on her clothes. That's a lot of work for staff to do. So it's wardrobe, you're saying. I'm, is, saying, it, is, I'm <laughs> saying it's wardrobe <laughs> complaining. Maybe they've smelt the blood in the water and, and they're all going in for a feeding frenzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like an odd thing to complain about just, yeah, but anyway. I did uh, mention last week Ross Greenwood and uh, that other chick who I can't find here. Uh, Tracy um, Hutchins. Uh, no, 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 no. Alan no. Fanning? Alan, Alan Fanning. Fanning. That's the one. Uh, as hosts, they'll also be joined by former SBS sports presenter and model Stephanie Brantz. Is she a former model or just a former SBS sports presenter? And model. No, I don't that, know. like what is, is, the is form- she still is she like currently a model? Yeah, does the former relate to the <clears throat> former and the latter, or just the former? It's ambiguous. It is ambiguous. And lastly, in the box cutters news, no. No, there's a couple of things. Uh, one thing I'll I'll leave until the end. Uh, but uh, in a court decision, a Victorian judge ruled yesterday that journalists have no legal right to protect sources which I think has drastic dramifications. Drama. Yeah, dramifications, that's right. Ramifications. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sentence um, had some gramifications. <laughs> for journalists in print, radio and TV, uh, this is about uh, a case where uh, somebody's leaked information about... Um, I should have bolded these. Uh, some veterans' payouts, I think. Yeah, sure, journalists have no legal right to do it, but it doesn't mean that they don't have a moral right to do it. And uh, I think, fine, you know, be in contempt of court if that's what it takes, but the rights of sources need to be protected, otherwise we're never going to get any news ever. True. It's just that simple. And it's also going to take away protection from whistleblowers of uh, big corporates that are just doing bad shit. Yeah, I will will personally take some care packages... 
to any journalist who is uh, is in jail for not disclosing sources. Well, the journalists that uh, have been open to contempt of court proceedings are Michael Harvey and Jared McManus, both from the Herald Sun. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for journalism and the law, and, uh, and ooh, we're heading to a despot state. That is the box cutters news. Well, at least we'll have the big enough army to be able to keep all those <laughs> riders in check. In the beginning, there was nothing, and God created everything. He made man and beast. One day, man came across a chicken, and he said, I can use this. And thus, our rating system was born. It might be convoluted, it might make no sense, but it's the only system we've got, damn it. Ratings. Better than nothing, but only just. We've uh, talked a couple of times about ratings this year, uh, especially into in relation to how close it is. I believe the running total at the moment, uh, after 25 weeks of official ratings, is uh, 15 to Channel 9, 9 to Channel 7, and 1 to Channel 10. Can I just say on top of that that Eddie has been crowing this week about Channel 9 having won the ratings for the year in Melbourne? Well, that's actually what I was going to talk about. I was going to actually talk about the individual uh, the individual states because the individual states do break down quite differently to how it looks nationally. Uh, in Melbourne, Channel 7 won the first four weeks of ratings. Channel 9 have won the next 21 consecutive weeks right so the ratings the ratings uh, is all over in melbourne in sydney it's much the same uh sydney channel nine have won 17 weeks and of course with a ratings 40 week rating season they only need four more to to have officially won the year so it, it is interesting that uh that it has been seeing it has been seeming so much closer uh, Brisbane is much the same as Melbourne in Sydney, although seven and nine are a little bit closer. Now, one of the box cutters family might be able to let us know. They might know a bit more on this than I am. I'm not too au fait with it. But apparently Channel 9, when they set up Channel 9, only are really concerned with the eastern seaboard. Yes. So they're really well, only concerned PBL, with... PBL are only concerned with the eastern seaboard. They don't even own Channel 9 Perth. Right. That's uh, I think that's owned by Sunraysia Broadcasting. Okay, so over in uh, over in Perth, Channel Seven is actually caning them, and Channel Seven has won thirty one out of thirty three weeks of the year. Oh, that is let alone wow. ratings, which is which is a huge turnaround uh, from from what's happening on the other side of the country. And interestingly, in Adelaide, which I'm not sure who owns Channel Nine in Adelaide, but. Uh, Channel Ten is doing. Channel Ten is strongest in Adelaide for some reason, and so Channel Seven, Channel Nine, and Channel Ten are all vying for that position. There, they're all very, very close in those ratings, and it's just interesting the way that that, you know, they all break down so differently, and yet nationally, none of those pictures are kind of coming through. Well, you you know, it's all quite different. If you look at any individual state, it's not really reflecting what's going on nationally. Yeah, that that is. That is very interesting. Mm. Uh, but you also have to remember that the majority of the population is on the eastern seaboard. Yes. Uh, you know, where, so pretty much the rest of Australia doesn't matter as far as ratings is concerned to the networks. Mm. So that's, I, I assume that's why Channel 9 are well, constraining their efforts it there. it certainly doesn't to Channel 9. 
yeah i would suggest uh channel seven seem to be a bit more interested in it particularly over in perth because they're winning but well and also you know maybe they're right across the fact that a lot of people from adelaide and perth move to melbourne and sydney yeah that's and true. then you know take their viewing habits with them maybe yeah yeah and it's, i don't know it's 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 not one of my greatest conspiracy theories, but it's, you know, it's one of them. <laughs> hmm. uh, just a couple of figures from over the last seven days. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, very good friend of the box cutters. Which is Wednesday night. Uh, Ed Phillips and Temptation took out the night. Really? Yep. Wow. Oh, well, that would be on the strength of the champion going for the lot, I assume. I know he was close. I, I know it would have been on Tuesday or Wednesday night. Uh, quite frankly, if I could... If I could have gotten home before 7 o'clock one night this week, I would have been very happy. <laughs> did so uh, did we, he... we must get Ned back. I did hear him on LO today. Did uh, did the guy take a, take off all the prizes? I have no idea. I didn't watch it. But uh, Temptation took out the prize for the ratings. Wow, that's um, good. And gave a great lead into McLeod's Daughters at number two for the night. Um, also, the, that, the... That's all going to change as soon as Thank God You're Here comes back. Wednesday night is going to be completely Channel 10s again. Cool. Um, and the two big uh, premiere episodes last week. Oh, yeah. Celebrity Survivor came in at number five uh, with 1.3 mil nationwide and David Tench number 10. That's pretty good figures right. for both of them. Yeah. There was an interesting quote from, I think, David Mott in Channel 10. I'm not 100% sure. I don't have the quote with me. But essentially he was saying they're not going to do to uh, David Tench, what they did to Yasmin, yeah. uh, because they they think it's a good show and they're committed to it. Although that's almost <laughs> twice as much as that rated in its first episode. Yeah, yeah. But but just saying, yeah, we're committed to it. We think this we is think a good this show. Is a good show. Whereas obviously they didn't think Yasmin was a good show, <laughs> which is just a yeah, it is just a strange thing to be saying. I think. Um, any figures on how uh, Hamish and Andy and Ryan? Uh, real stories, uh, I actually what know off the that? top of my head. Uh, for, why, why do you know that? Because Josh? I work for Roving Enterprise. Thank you. Brett. Disclosure. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm fairly sure that for uh, all people, they got a ratings point of 31. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Melbourne or in I Australia? I think in Australia. Okay. Uh, and The Wedge got something like 24. So oh, That's pretty good. Uh, which also means that a lot of people were turning over at 9 o'clock to watch real stories. Yeah. Which I find quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, and they actually won, they won total people for their time slot. Okay. They were up against Ice Dancers and uh, and All Saints, I think. Right, yeah. I did this have was to, Tuesday night? Yeah. Tuesday night, yes. I did have to laugh when I saw Channel 10 promoting it as uh, Channel 10's brand new night of groundbreaking comedy. They're both sketch shows. I, I wouldn't say there's anything particularly groundbreaking about either. Well, no, of them. the wedge is groundbreaking in that it makes me want to dig a hole and chuck it in it. Oh, there's other shows that have made you want to do that. Yeah, yeah, not, but, not as strongly. <laughs> no, no, but it's it's groundbreaking. Oh, I Because I'm digging oh, a hole. I'm see. with you. I'm with That's you. That's what I want. Um, <laughs> the figures that I'm looking at, uh, ten only got three f- figures in the ten to fifteen uh, positions. The Simpsons, Future Armor, and Neighbors. Yeah, that's last week's numbers though. They come out on Monday morning. I think he's. I think he's got Tuesday's numbers. Are they Tuesday's numbers? Tuesday's numbers. We'll sort second the, of August. We'll sort this out off air, and and uh, we'll get back to the viewers later. Hello and welcome to today tonight. Soap and water. Hello and I'm Naomi Robson. Swearing. I've worked it out. the uh, The thing is, if a show wins its time slot, it doesn't actually mean that it's in the top ten. Uh, it just, you know, it could mean that most people just aren't watching it that time. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's how it works out. Okay. But you well, know, that, that I'm sound, not lying. That sounds like some good Channel Ten spin. <laughs> I don't work for Channel Ten. I don't give a shit. Or you know, good production company spin. A young Christian girl banned from wearing her cross to school. <gasps> no, they're attacking the Christians. Is Why? This, Did she go to a Satanist school? Is this religious persecution? Is this political correctness gone mad? Gone mad! <laughs> gone mad! Uh, Channel 9 certainly thought they were on a winner on Sunday night when they told the story of young 15-year-old Jamie Derman. Is it Jamie or Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and her, um, her father, who was ripe with quotes, Father Gordon, who was making constant comparisons to Muslims being allowed to wear headscarves to school and likening the school to concentration camps. Oh my! Because God. she was asked not to uh, not to wear a cross. Surely this school is evil. What the hell's going on in the world? I think we should just take a deep breath and take a step back and uh, and try and look at this a little objectively. Sunbury Downs Secondary College has a new principal with the school council, and he's a Satanist. <laughs> with the new with the new school council, they decided to implement a new dress code. Yes. Fair enough. Seemingly nothing wrong with that. As part of this new dress code, they decided that there should be no visible jewellery. Again. Nothing wrong with that. Seemingly, seemingly fair enough. But when they decided that every morning at assembly they had to drink the blood of children. <laughs> so, so what they're essentially saying is not that young Jamie can't wear her cross, simply that she needs a slightly longer chain on her cross, perhaps even five or six extra links, or, God forbid, she could even just do up her top button. Now, I'm no expert on the holocausts. But then how would she, how would she get to show off her cleavage? <laughs> I'm no expert on the holocaust and, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't claim to be, but I couldn't say with any certainty that the problems of Auschwitz and other concentration camps could have been solved with a slight change to the people's wardrobe. No, uh, no. I'm, I'm quite familiar with stories from those, from those camps. and No. No. But Channel 9 were convinced they were on a winner. Frankly, we didn't need it on Sunday night when they first showed it in the 6 o'clock news. We didn't need it. It was in the news. It was in the 6 o'clock news. That's freaking ridiculous. We didn't need it again on Monday when it was in the 6 o'clock news again. And we didn't need the live crosses to today where before Jamie went to school, she got interviewed by Carl and she who must not be named. We didn't need footage of her going to school. We didn't need footage of her at school. We didn't need footage of her outside school. This is what happens when you have a proliferation of the a current affair today, tonight type attitude into the daily news. This is, this is just a beyond a beat up and it trivialises real issues. I mean, we live in a world, unfortunately, where there is racial vilification and religious persecution. This is not it. This no. is just a crock of shit. This is a smart-ass girl, her non-too-bright father, and Channel 9, who really should know better. Yeah, well, the answer, clearly, get a tattoo of a cross <laughs> on your hand, and then it's not jewellery. <laughs> you see, yeah, that makes sense. You see, I'm not, I'm not so convinced that that, that, that is the answer. But uh, just 
just wear your clothes slightly differently. Yeah. Don't, you know, you're just being a smart-ass kid. You know, yeah, you might have got locked in the library, you know, for a couple of hours because you're breaking the school dress code, but I'm willing to bet that's because you're a smart-ass, not because you're wearing a cross. I I just think the whole thing's just a ridiculous beat-up, and to have it on several consecutive nights' news and then followed up in the daily papers, it's just ridiculous. That's freaking disgraceful. It's no wonder people are turning off Channel 9 News in droves. In droves. It's it's anti-political correctness gone mad. (laughs) I I, I wish political correctness would do like a Crazy John ad. (laughs) Political correctness has gone mad! Mad! You want to wear your cross to school? You can't! Everything must go! So did it actually get a run on A Current Affair as well? Uh, I don't know, but I'm sure it would have. Right. I'm sure. Well, if you want to see the footage, you can probably tune into The Chaser on Friday night. Yes, hopefully. Hey, this is James Talia, and you're listening to the spot where you can find out everything good, bad, and otherwise on your box. It's the Box Cutters. Coming up on Box Cutters, I'm going to get a drink of water. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this oh, show. God. So we've, uh, we've lost Josh. <laughs> well, he said he was going to go and get a drink of water. He did say um, that. I've come to the program this week with some crap TV. Crap TV. It's Thank all God about... It's back. Uh, it's, it's back on Channel 9 again. And uh, Monday night, after the two's twisted, uh, Brian Brown's little Aussie short scripty things. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Ah, that's a good beverage. <laughs> Last week, following two trip. Too twisted was uh, shipwrecked. A bit of a survivor ripoff. You mentioned this putting last week. A, yeah. a bunch of English twenty-somethings against each other on two islands. The tigers versus the sharks. Tigers versus the sharks. Mm-hmm. Or the chucks, which I thought was a much better <laughs> TV show. Um, apparently, not enough people stayed tuned into that after Too Twisted. So uh, Channel Nine gave that a bit of a rest. And this week, this Monday, just gone, we had the Dead Zone, which is uh, a series based roughly on, on the King Stephen book. King novel about or novella, I think it was about uh, the president who is also Martin Sheen. Uh, no, who's yeah, no, in the telly movie. Of the Dead Zone, which was made in like 1986 or something, the president was played by Martin Sheen. Ah. Yeah. Well, this stars Anthony Michael Hall, who you might know from The Breakfast oh. Club and Weird Science. It's that who, one that uh, they, they tried to give a run at a reasonable time. Yes. He touches several people years in ago. His visions. Yeah. yeah. Which they beautifully ripped off in one of the Halloween Simpsons episodes, where Ned could touch and get feelings of what would happen to other people. Yes. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall was also in uh, Edward Scissorhands. Uh, and yes, he was. Really, he was the, really buffed up. Thuggy and, boyfriend. Yeah. He did, and he played the opposite of his earlier role. Yes. The jock. The jock. Um, so uh, we go into an episode. I assume that it was probably the first episode of a new series, second or third series, I guess, um, which was actually a two-parter. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so there's this thing, there's this ongoing storyline where uh, there's a guy that looks like David Partridge who's uh, running for some local seat um, that some of his friends are working on the campaign for, and uh, he's he's touched him and he's seen Washington burning, like right. just just the apocalypse basically. I think the only difference between that show and True Calling is that it's a lot more melodramatic. I haven't seen True Calling. Oh, it's terrible. Um, so so we get to this dramatic step off point and the show finishes. I was hanging out for this Monday. Find out today. It's not coming back. <gasps> Even kidding? though it said to be continued, 
it's not coming back. You're kidding. This week, two freaking episodes of Frasier. Oh. This is disgraceful. What do they care? They don't care about the 10.30 time slot. They don't think anybody's watching. Well, so why are shows getting boned because they can't... No, no, apparently, apparently it's all about the people not watching. So they need something that... I don't know what is going on. I That's don't know just, why. In the, in the space where they send shows to die, that they're putting on things for one episode and then pulling them up Well, like it's this. working. People aren't watching. The shows are dying. Well, they're sending them there to die. And why dying bring quickly. them back and, and yeah. kill them? Off? No, no, I agree. That's that seems ridiculous. And they must have some idea of what the dead zone will do because they've shown it in that sort of time slot before. Uh, are they putting it in thinking, oh yeah, this might work? Oh, who thought? Who would have known? It crashed yeah. again. So maybe, some maybe dude with his hair t- on fire has elbowed the switch <laughs> to <laughs> keep <laughs> that one out. He's just fitting and elbowed the switch. Maybe the place where shows go to die. Is the dead zone? Oh, huh? Huh? Oh. You ever think about that? Hey, Brett, and, did you uh, ever did you ever Frasier's, hear back from Fraser's dead and buried? So, <laughs> did you ever hear back from SBS about uh, Fifth Gear? I Top did gear? actually. Uh, the version that SBS is showing is the international version that the BBC is sending out. Right. So SBS uh, has no responsibility. I assume that it's uh, being cut for US screens and it's being cut for ads to be inserted. Yes. Or it could also have something to do with uh, getting the okay from uh, the guests, like a uh, star in a reasonably priced car. Maybe the guests haven't signed a, a, a agreement for that to be shown internationally. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd suspect that that wouldn't be an issue about releases. If they're going to sign a release for the UK, they might as well sign a release for the rest of the world. In fact, some of them, because they're, they're kind of local talent, they're actually going to get more exposure if uh, if... The show is being shown in the states, and they they have access to this. You know, much the next thing you have audience. to do. I, I want you to keep on this because I think it's it's quite interesting. Can you get in touch BBC? with the BBC? I can do that. Just you know, Skype them or whatever. Yeah. Uh, get in touch with the BBC and see what they say about it. I'll now I don't. Skype. Now I don't watch Top Gear. Yep. But if you're listening to this podcast and you don't watch Top Gear. You probably should because the amount of pressure I get from different people and everybody says, oh, you should be watching Top Gear. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, and then, Ross, I can't believe you're not watching Top Gear. Come on. I don't well, watch it. Come so, on. But I think I've said it before and I'll say it now. I'm not into cars at all. They're just utilitarian. That's what everybody says to me. Oh, I'm so it's not a car person, but it's a great show. But do you not watch Top Gear because it starts at 7.30 and that clashes with the end of the ABC weather? Or what's good for you? That's that's, that's possibly true. I, <laughs> I possibly... Uh, no, no, but the thing about and, SBS... And then after the weather, I'm just coming down going, Yeah, oh, oh, I've the had my weather. weather for the day. <laughs> the thing about SBS is that they never run past the hour or the half hour because they're, they're buffeted by ads. Yes, that's true. So that's you can true. tune in late. And still get on it. Just uh, what you're on briefly with talking about the dead zone, I would just like to point out that while Letterman languishes, languishes off our air, off air, off our screens, they're still showing such quality shows as Penn and Teller bullshit. Oh, see? Yeah. No- now, why on earth they couldn't show Letterman at 11, News at 12, Quiz Monkey at 12.30, be done with it. But who knows? I've, oh, what? I, yeah. Maybe maybe we should do some detective work and find a buddy of Eddie's and pass the word on to Eddie to put Dave in before midnight. Okay, it would it would be killer programming. All right, All I, right. I, look, I agree. But everyone, you know, if anybody's to- got a contact to Eddie, send, send put us in touch. Hooray, or, If anyone's got a f- uh, fire extinguisher, 
we can put somebody's. We'll go into Channel Nine. We'll out. put their hair out. They'll be so grateful. Ross, I'm trying to make serious suggestions. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, I, I agree. It's it's a it's a six degrees of separation thing, and we should be able to get to Eddie Maguire <laughs> through the box cutters audience. Mm-hmm. What we want is Dave Letterman on television at a reasonable time. Yep, yep. That's all we want. Yep. I reckon we can do it. I reckon we should print up t-shirts. Yeah, leave Quiz Monkey at twelve thirty or twelve. Save or Dave t-shirts. Yeah, if if Letterman was on from eleven till twelve. Yes, and then they're not going to be getting as excited about shipwrecked and and the dead zone just to pull them off the next week. Exactly, they're actually going to exactly. have something they, they could, can show five nights a week. They could do it the same way that they show the Daily Show on cable. They could show the Friday night episode on the Monday. Yep. Or they could show it Tuesday to Saturday. Which is what they used to do with Letterman. They used to show Friday night on a Monday, and yep. then they just started. You know, getting all mixed up with that. Speaking of Letterman, there is on our website, there is a link to the petition to sign to get Quiz Monkey taken off and Letterman put back on air. Yep. Uh, go ahead. Sign that. Boxcutters.net is where you will find it. And that's Crap TV. Hi, I'm Ryan Shelton, Boxcutters' favourite ever guest, and uh, I've really enjoyed myself on Boxcutters, so listen as much as you can because um, I'll be having it on loop on my iPod. Sound excited about it, Ryan. <laughs> Have you confirmed that on his iPod? Uh, no, I haven't. And I did watch the first episode of Real Stories, and th- there is a lot more Ryan than in the second episode. Yes. Mm. Yes, which is, I think we were talking about that off air. But uh, but yes, the, Brett saw the second episode, Ross saw the first episode, and, uh, and we're talking about how much Ryan there was on each. Josh worked on it. I didn't work on it. <laughs> I didn't work on it. It was over before I started there. Now he works at Channel 10, don't you? No, I don't work at Channel 10. I don't, is this going to be the new WB joke? I think so. Okay. I like it. Brett likes it. It doesn't matter what I like. Hey, I wanted to talk about uh, the internet and television. And uh, Well, those two things don't go together, surely, Josh. Ah, but they do. Really? Ah. Well, there's well, been, well, what? There's been a lot of talk recently about this song, maybe too much talk, uh, about YouTube being the death of television. Bum, bum, bum. Well, in some cases, possibly, but in other cases, definitely not. It can be the saviour of certain shows. Well, like we had with, uh, it's not It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, nobody Nobody's watches watching. this. Nobody's watching. Uh, but a, a lot of people have been saying, oh, well, you know, they said this about... Uh, they said this about the cinema when television started. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. said this about radio when television started. They said this about the cim- cinema when VHS came out. They said this about the cinema when DVDs came out. Uh, they said this about... They said it about megalophone when radio started. And it was true. Megalophone. Yeah, that, megalophone's that, gone. That was true. What's megalophone? It's outdated. You wouldn't have heard yeah, you of would, it. You, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Not megaphone. <laughs> no, no. Megalophone. And crystal sets. Who uses them these days? Exactly. Crystal no sets are gone. <laughs> was it a power crazed cone or something? <laughs> it was just a guy on a roof shouting. <laughs> and here is the news. It's, you know what? Radio did. It's, it's signed Killed the, the, dead. De- the, de- the death knell of the town crier. Two bells and all's well. <laughs> so there's been a lot of talk about YouTube being the death of television. Yes. Which is just ridiculous because they're very, very different. One is small, poorly shot, really shaky videos of stuff that people have found interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, and sure, fair enough. That's what the internet is all about. It's about small, shaky things that people find interesting. Uh, 
whereas television is about production values and and things like that and uh we are seeing a lot of the a, a lot of things crossing the lines but the things that we're seeing on youtube a lot of them are things that we've seen on television for a long time like music videos like America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, Funniest Home Videos. That seems uh, to be most of YouTube. The only difference is that YouTube has a much better rating system than television has. Did you know that YouTube was in negotiations to get like most music videos from ever uh, is into part of its collection? Oh, okay. are talking to oh. the music companies about doing all that. Oh, that see, that, that, would be, that would be fantastic. Mm. But it's not going to stop me watching Rage. No, that's you know, true. Because I still want to see what's the next song that they're going to play. Because mm-hmm. you've got to sit up at your computer rather than just being able to lay back and, and pull on a bong while the TV goes on in the background. I'm not pulling on any bongs while well, I'm watching Rage. But I reckon, that, I reckon that something <laughs> like always... 80% of the people watching Rage would be like yeah, that. Pro- probably. <laughs> but there's, I mean, there, there is a big difference. But yep. YouTube yep. has a much better rating system yes. than, uh, than television ever will have. Uh and so I think that's why people are going, oh, hey. Something interesting that I heard about this week was a thing called Current TV, mm-hmm. which was set up by Al Gore last year mm-hmm. in 2005. Uh, and uh, businessman Joel Hyatt and a, a bunch of industry professionals. It's a cable television network where the viewers also create the content. So people will go out and... Uh, make five minute a five minute documentary or a half hour show what Brett? so it's like your community access cable tv channel it's like that i think optus vision had one of those it's like that started. but they're uh it's it's a lot more popular and there's lots of advertising they submit their uh they submit all of their all of their stuff to current tv through the website people can see it on the website before it goes to air can rate it and the highest rated things then get broadcast on the television station. Mm. Now, uh, viewers can also, or internet users, whichever you prefer, can also create their own ads for certain products. And if an advertising company likes it, they can then get paid for it. They get paid for, I think, up to $1,000 for an ad if it gets played on current TV. And they get paid up to $50,000 if that ad is then taken from current TV to other media outlets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think there's one ad that's scheduled for the Super Bowl next year that wow. has been taken from current TV. Wow, so, fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting scenario. And this is, I think, you know, good on Al Gore. Of course, he invented the internet he for, uh, for, you know, and... and he invented the us, environment as well. Yes, Whoever was involved in creating current TV, I think this is probably the best use of TV and internet working together to make A, better internet content, B, better television content that people are definitely going to want to watch. It's mm. finally, you know, it, it's, it's a group that are using the excellent rating system that we've seen in things like YouTube. Mm-hmm. and using that for creating compelling content on their television networks. Fantastic. Uh, you can check out their website. It is current.tv. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I find the whole concept really interesting. Yeah. 
Have you uh, have you ever gone to a restaurant? Yes, yes, and, I have. And sat down and looked at the menu and seen Coke on the menu, and so you think I'm going to order myself a Coke, and the waiter or waitress comes back to your table with your beverage. That's a freaking Pepsi, and it no. looks like a Coke. It's not even Pepsi, and for it, it kind of, it seems it's, like a Coke, and for all intents and purposes, you'd think it's a Coke, but, but you it's Schweppes it, Post Mix Cola, and it tastes like shit. <laughs> Australia's Choice Cola. <laughs> Welcome to Australian Celebrity Survivor. <laughs> uh, this is the second attempt we've had at the Survivor franchise. I think people probably won't remember because no one watched the disaster that was Australian Survivor. Oh, tragedy. Uh, it was so bad I that the, uh, the first immunity challenge wasn't actually doable and they had to call it off after 40 minutes. No, what was it? Uh, it, was, it? It was just something to do with the weather conditions. They had to throw a spear and light something that made something else explode or something and they spent 40 minutes doing it and then the host came and said, oh, we're going home. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep doing this but the cameras won't be here. Yeah, and uh, also that uh, I think it was in that same episode or soon after somebody voted themselves off. <laughs> Which, as as Survivor fans will know, is a no-no. Uh, I've got uh, there's there's a lot to say about Australian Survivor. Briefly, a uh, there's a few good and a few bad this things. Is celebrity Survivor, celebrity Australian Survivor. There's a few good and a few bad things. The production values are actually pretty good. Like I was saying, it looks and sounds, and for all intents and purposes, you would think it is Survivor, except for the cast. Uh, we've talked a lot about celebs. They, I mean, Bob, come on, Bobby from Home and Away. Bobby from Home and Away. Honest to God, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby from, from Home and Away is on there. Uh, Actually, I hope she wins. Gabrielle, not Gabrielle. You, you clearly haven't seen it. No, Gabrielle, the pleasure machine. Gabrielle, the pleasure machine. Who? See exactly right. And uh, anyway, there's been enough said about that. But uh, also, uh, Dicko is hosting. I don't mind Dicko. I didn't watch him on. Uh, Idol and I didn't watch him on Dancing with the no, Stars no. Restaurant. My Restaurant Rules he was really good he was pretty good on that and so I thought he'd be okay was he? Uh, yeah. yeah I thought he was good unfortunately uh, no one's going to stack up that well against Jeff Probst uh, Jeff Jeff is a master. He's fantastic. Jeff's the way Jeff commentates the uh, the challenges is a mix of kind of commentary uh, encouragement and total derision Yes. Which, which just works perfectly. Dicko's attempt is kind of lame. It reminds me of somebody commentating themselves playing backyard cricket. Oh. Like it, it, really, it really doesn't work. But the real problem, what I really wanted to talk about, was the basic grasp of storytelling. Australian Celebrity Survivor doesn't really get how to tell the stories, or didn't seem to, as evidenced in the first episode. Uh, and I think the genius of Survivor is they have thousands and thousands of hours of footage, and making. I'm not sure about thousands. I'll talk, to you, I'll talk to you about this in compelling content. Uh, but they have a lot of footage, and the editing is the real quality of Survivor. To to other, without the editing, it's just a bunch of people on on an island, but and, is, and sure things a, would happen. American television generally outweighs Australian television. I mean, we saw the same problem with. Australia's Next Top Model versus America's Next Top Model. The editing was just nothing. Whereas 
these shows live and die by their editing. They do. They do. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a real problem. Uh, there, was, there was a couple of examples of it in the first episode. The, they were all on the boat and they got split into two different tribes, the girls versus the boys. Uh, but then the next day, an extra turned up. The girls got an extra boy on their team. The boys got an extra girl on their teams. And it wasn't well explained. It was kind of like they'd turned up late and just gone to the wrong island. Oh, yeah. And tried to slip in without being noticed. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really... Uh, it was really... Well, see, no, that, that would make for a great uh, farce. You know, maybe starring one of the ex-Happy Days crew and, uh, <laughs> but it was, and Willie Ames. It was, Potsy. it was really badly done. But the, the worst thing was the post-challenge manoeuvring. When the girls lost the challenge, Fiona Horn instantly started going around. She's the white witch. Mm. Instantly started going around to try and get Imogen Bailey kicked off. Who's, and who's Imogen Bailey? She's the former Ralph model who was on Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, that's, yeah, I only know her because she was on Celebrity Big Brother. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, so basically that was that was the thrust of the show. Fiona was putting lots of pressure on all of her teammates to get rid of Imogen Bailey. And you're thinking, okay, will this work? Will Imogen go? Will it backfire and Fiona get a lot of votes? Ooh, how's this going to go? We got to Tribal and every single vote was for Kim Valentine. What? Not only every single vote, every single vote, including Fiona Horn's <laughs> vote, was for Kim Valentine. That makes no sense. Now, what, what had evidently happened was these celebrities aren't that bright. And Kim had got there and thought, wait a minute, this isn't a holiday. I don't like this. I want to go home. Hey, everybody, vote for me. They all voted for her. Now, I understand. Who, who did Kim vote for? Uh, she might have voted for herself. I can't remember. I can't You're allowed to vote for yourself. Yeah, but you, yeah, well, exactly. Now, look, I appreciate that this is setting up a bigger arc and setting up shows down the line, and they want to set up this feud between these two. But what they showed isn't what happened. That's not the story. The story was that Kim obviously decided she wanted to go home, so that's the story you have to tell. Yeah, I agree. So... Uh, It'll be interesting to see how uh, how Celebrity Survivor pans out. Uh, it, w- it was very hard to watch. It's a bit like Dermy had to have a, a bicep injury to be able to get himself off star ice dances. Yeah, well, because he wasn't going to willingly have his hands cut off like some other people did. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just uh, shit-lying Australia Celebrity Survivor. So we'll see how it goes. All right, let's talk about its competition. G'day, you're listening to Ed Phillips here from Temptation across the Nine Network, and I am special guest of the Box Cutters. Love the guys' show. Love all three of you. God, you're funny. I never miss a show, and like, sometimes if I do, they make tapes of it on the internet and then send it to me. No, we are. We're so freaking funny. The competition of... <laughs> what's your problem? What's your problem with Ed Phillips? <laughs> no, not with Ed Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't know that we're so funny. He does because he was on the phone. We made him laugh. Yeah. He thought we were funny. Yeah. Wasn't that like our first episode? No, it was, it was like episode four or something. Yeah. It, was, it was really early on. Anyway, the, the competition to Australian celebrity survivor is David Tinch tonight. Yes. Is that the full name of it? I yes. don't know. Yeah, no, a, it is. It's it David, is David Tinch tonight. Because I... Uh, this probably doesn't say a great deal about my intelligence, but every time the little promo comes up on Channel 10 and it says David Tench tonight, I think, 
I thought that show was on Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I can I just briefly revisit uh, Crap TV? Yes. The the supers for David Tench with like the cityscape background yeah, yeah, taking yeah. up a freaking third of the screen. That's the ones. That's the ones I'm talking about. They are diabolical, mm. and they they ought to be banned from TV. They should be. Having said that. Uh, it's a production from Zapruder's other films, which is Andrew Denton's production company. Yes. Um, or if you believe some of the reports in the press, Andrew Denton made, created and animated the show. Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> he actually draws it as it goes to air. <laughs> which is a terrible strain on his wrist. <laughs> it's not actually drawn. It's all CG. Uh, it's an actor in the host chair. I think that's the, little... the first time I've ripped off the same Simpsons joke Twice in the one episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, with the, the oh, sorry, little... was I supposed to ring a bell? <laughs> sorry. Go on, Brett. With the little markers that uh, automatically keep the the computer animation up with what uh, the the actor is doing, the real. So, so, there, so there would be, there would be a human with uh, you know electrodes yeah, on, with, his... Uh, on his face. So yeah. so his face is actually uh, uh, creating the, the 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 expressions on David yes. Tench's face, yeah. and he's got like a three foot head. Basically, so, so you can see you can see really clearly all the expressions that are going on in his face. So you, when the person's being interviewed, they would see the person covered with electrodes. Yes, you'd think yes. so. Yes, but apparently they they shoot it up in Sydney. They have a live audience. Mm-hmm. Um, the live audience can look at the screen and actually see the animated uh, result. Yes, live as it's as it's going on. That's, I, I'd be interested to, to go to a taping I mean, of that show. Technologically, yeah. it's it's pretty advanced. Yeah, I, I saw two minutes of it. Obviously, we record box cutters at the time or thereabouts when it goes to air. So I I don't think I'll get to see more of that because unlike Brett, I don't have several video players. I've only got the one, and that's on Aussie Celeb Survivor. Hey, even for me, I can't catch Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they did a strange thing. He was interviewing Pat Rafter, and they went well, into that's a strange thing. Anyway. They went into an internal monologue in well, his it, head. It kind of zooms in to him. There's a lot of there's a lot of extreme close ups of David Tench, but then it gets even more extreme where it goes up like his just his eyes, and right. his brow, and you you hear his internal. Uh, thoughts. How how did they do that live, or is that added later? I or or uh, or is the situation so scripted that they know that he's going to make these particular comments? Well, this this was a huge. They do sound like scripted comments. This was a huge uh, criticism of the show last Friday. You know, after it went to air, mm-hmm. a it is a weird little jarring. A lot of people were saying that it just sounded too scripted. Like the only real jokes in it were jokes that the question was asked, obviously, so that uh, Pat Rafter could say something and then David Tench would say a joke off the back of that. The show is all about David Tench. It's not particularly about the guests. Okay. Pat Rafter and Ella Hooper were the guests in the first episode. Mm -hmm. Do you get people asking, telling you that you look like Pat Rafter? No. Do you get people asking you that you look like uh, Ella Hooper? No, I, I get. Je- I kept on I watching Pat Rafter and, and thinking, "Oh my God, it's Ross." I, I get Jesus a bit, but you're a lot more intelligent than Jesus. Thank you, <laughs> than Pat Rafter. I, I get angry, Jesus. Yeah, you. Well, that's uh, pretty <laughs> not much smiling, Jesus. <laughs> not smiling, not smiling, just angry, Jesus giving the finger. <laughs> <laughs> so I am. I'm. I'm more intelligent than Pat Rafter. You'd say definitely because Pat Rafter is definitely not the sharpest knife in the drawer. No. As it no. were, uh, which which Perhaps. definitely came to the fore in this interview. <laughs> Perhaps but, he should have been on Celeb Survivor. <laughs> so it's. So I, I thought there was going to be a pool and stuff. 
the guests that come in are particularly there for themselves, but just as fodder uh, that David Tench works off. So it's mm. all about David Tench. Why um, would a celebrity go on this show then? Uh, well, you well still they, they still do have barrows to push. So Ella Hoop is in this, this uh, show called Broad, which is her and uh, uh, a bunch of other women singing. Right. Um, why can't I think of her? Uh, Deb. Damien Deborah, Deborah Conway. Conway, right. Um, and I think three or four other women, which apparently is quite a good show, but it's all over by now. They only had two shows in Melbourne. Anyway, um, so Ella Hooper had something to push. Pat Rafter always has Pat some Rafter charity. Pat Rafter had his charity to push. Nick, Nick Lackey was here. Look, I, 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 was told off, I was told off because I called him Nick Lackey at work one day, yeah. and someone said, it's Lachey. It's Lachey. And I said, well, it bloody looks like Lackey to me. It looks like Lackey to me, too. Jessica Simpson's ex, of course, for yes. those playing along at home. Um, but a lot of the... Well, in fact, most of the comedy comes about by David Tench being able to, to put insulting slash just so outrageous questions uh, and comments to yep. the guests, which yep. I think is why it's very important that the identity of the the, the actor playing David Tench is kept anonymous. The actor <laughs> that, that having... plays David Tench <laughs> is apparently a man called Drew Forsyth. He's yeah, uh, right. fifty seven years old. He's uh, he's an old jobbing actor. Started off in Stone, which was the old bikey uh, it, Aussie movie. He's got a, a list of front. credits as long as your arm. He's done a country practice. He's done uh, you, well. You know, you, you probably know him from All Saints uh, in the opening night episode as Ray McCarthy. Oh, of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know All Saints episodes by name. I you, just think it's not you, as bad as McLeod's daughters. You, you work at Channel 10 and you love All Saints. <laughs> <laughs> That's surely going to get me fired. And he was also on The, the Dingo Principle, which was uh, an Australian so, comedy. So I think Rod, Rod Contact was on. He's, he's not then. anybody that you would instantly recognise if you ran into him on the street. You, I don't think he is, no. Because... From just from the limited bits I've seen of David Tench, he looked there was something very familiar about him, and I was wondering, I was waiting for who it was to be revealed and to go, oh, of course, that's that's who he reminds me of. So it's interesting that it is just uh, probably then that's just because it's an amalgam of people that they're trying to take off. The yeah. first time, the first time I I heard that it was Drew Forsyth in my mind, I saw Drew Morfitt, oh, really? and uh, <laughs> and I went, mm, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> Doesn't seem right that Dream Morfitt, sports reporter, would be in a bit there. Dream Force makes a lot more sense. So is is it good? I'm going back. Uh, the the little zoom ins for the internal monologue things were a little bit disjointed, it's but first, the rest of it, it's I first episode. Enjoyed. I mean, and it really hasn't had a chance to do anything other than pre recorded episodes. I mean, you'd, you'd imagine that it would change a lot over time. Yeah, like I, those sort of things will either settle in or they'll go pretty quickly. Which is great that Channel Ten are actually giving it time. I heard it was terrible. Okay, uh, but I'm still willing to give it a go. Yeah, it is good to see uh, a chat show that Andrew Denton works on, where you can't pick the exact centre of the interview when he asks the question to make them cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like it for that. Hey, um, when I cast my pod it's with the box cutters in mind box cutters pod cast done 
pork is on the table. The pork is on the table. Well, it's almost on the table. The pork is almost on the table. Oh, so is that, close. Is that like Actually, a... I had pork last night. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. Could that be like a euphemism Rose for pork. the end of the show? Yeah. The pork the is almost on the, on the table. Maybe that could be your new uh, outro comment, <laughs> Brett. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. no. Hey, uh, we could, uh, instead of strangely compelling content or apt, we could call it pork, pork. time. <laughs> pork table. Pork Almo- time. Pork time. Almost pork time. Almost. Nearly, <laughs> nearly pork time. Uh, Brett, I'll, have, I'll have to clear yes. that with my rabbi. Brett, I wanted to talk to you about uh, Survivor. Which one? Australia. No, normal. Normal. Regular Survivor. Proper Survivor. Racist Proper Survivor. Survivor. Racist Survivor. They start off with 16 people on a team. Do they? Yes. Okay. On, the, a, on a team? Uh, on sorry, on, on, on a whole show. Gener- yep. On a whole show. Yep. They have one camera crew per individual person. Yes. They would shoot at least... Is that all? Really? They have one person... Have, per- they, have they got one extra? I'm, I'm sure in. they probably have extra, but they've got at least one. At least, okay. at least it just one. follows everyone everywhere. Uh, I, would follows. Say, I would say they'd have one per person and then specialty one, a specialty crew for challenges. challenges. And then and tribal. Yeah, and then a propst guy who's, yes. who's just there to make him look good. So 16, 16 people. Yep. Now, obviously, 16 people aren't there for the whole 40 days, mm-hmm. but you're averaging that. Let's, let's average it at eight people. Eight people, 20 hours a day. What's the union like? So, so you're talking two or three different crews per person per day. I'm no, no. imagining probably one, one ten crew, hour shifts. One crew per person well, one, per day. One crew I could, can't I could, work twenty I could hours imagine, a day. I could imagine two crews. Oh, okay. Two crews. The, but the crews, the, kind it's of the amount. It's the amount. Yeah. So that, you're at sixty-four, just on the contestants. Sixty-four. Yeah. <laughs> two people in a crew, one sound, one video. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about the amount what, of footage. The amount of footage. All that right. was your big complaint beforehand. I don't care who's on sound. I don't know. He's Sorry, on third. I, I thought we were talking about the number of people. <laughs> but we've gone to hours of tape. Yeah, hours of tape. No, we started with hours of tape. Do, do the maths at home. That equals thousands of hours of it tape. It is thousands of hours of tape for Survivor. So for Celebrity Survivor, I would go it's so about far, three hours. I would go so far as to say hundreds of thousands of hours. Ooh. <laughs> Well, they're actually on the island for less than half the time of the regular for the celebrity, aren't they? You're no. on the island for half the... <laughs> 15 what? days. 15 Ross's days. point, Brett, Ross's point... <laughs> 25 days for Celeb Survivor. Ross's point was that with Survivor... I'm not sure why he's making the point. With Survivor... <laughs> I'm not sure why you had to wait until now. <laughs> because we were talking about... I was talking about Australian Survivor. Yeah. Now, you, see, you see how confused it's got? <laughs> with Survivor... I do. There are thousands of hours of footage to search through and edit. Therefore. And they do a great job at editing, editing together stories. The American ones? Yes. Not the Australian ones. Thanks, Josh. No. <laughs> you know the other thing about Australian Celeb Survivor? Oh my God. I'm so glad it's almost the end of the show. <laughs> was uh, the teams were uneven. And I was watching this with, uh, with Deirdre and my wife and I was saying... Why are the teams uneven? And she just looked at me and said, well, they couldn't get enough people. <laughs> and I think that might be the case. That really, that really might be the case. Well, yeah, then why nice. make it women against men? Well, that's it. Why not just kick another person out, make it a shorter show? And Yeah. Oh, yeah I don't k- get it. Kick them all out. Hey, that does bring us to the end of the show. Hey, almost. 
Well, it's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's strangely no. It's um, it's almost pork time. <laughs> it's no. It's it's t- it's the end. That's it. We've we've done our time. It's almost time for the pork. Uh, I had hurry, a couple of things. Hurry. Uh, firstly, girl band. Uh, was it girl band? Yes, yeah, it was girl, girl band. band. Was on Sunday nights on Channel Ten. Uh, six o'clock. It had like six people watching it. It's now being moved to eleven thirty a.m. on Sundays on the Ten Network. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they don't want to uh, waste any prime time with that. Just as well, it sounded crap. A big hello to our listeners at Queensland University. Oh. Uh, apparently, we're being listened to by a class uh, on journalism. <laughs> oh. This is not how to do radio or podcasts. Being listened to by a I'm, class on... I'm an on, excellent example on for what, what not to be. On what, Brett? On their headphones? <laughs> what? Run by Professor of Journalism, Michael Bromley, uh, looking at representations of journalism and media in popular culture. Hey, and hopefully, wanna... hopefully we have enough insight, insights, even though technically it's, it's a bit of a shambles at times, enough insights to make it worth your while. I want to say to, the, I want to, say to those students, you treat Prof Bromley with respect. He deserves it. Never met the man, but I just figure he's a professor. He must have earned something. That brings us to the end. Of Box Cutters, episode 49. I've got this weird feeling that I've met, missed some apt. <laughs> it's no... You can't miss apt. That's it. It's done. That was episode, Box Cutters, episode 49. Until next week. Oh, firstly, I want to say thank you very much to 3RRR, whose uh, studios we use for recording this podcast. Yes, very much. Yep, that went really well in Radiothon. It's not too late to subscribe and go into the prizes. Yeah, do that. Draw. Check, check them out online. Until then, my name is Josh Canal, Ross McQueen. I am and continue to be Brent Cropley. <laughs> no, Thanks no, no, for no, listening no, no. to Box Cutters. Pork is on in, the table. Tune in again next time. Same bad time, same bad channel. And hey. Hey, guys. My name's Brett Cropley. That's Ross McQueen, Josh Canal. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Pork is on the table. <laughs> oh, the theme ran out. <laughs> Previously on All My Circuits. I'm sorry, Father, but somewhere along the way, I forgot how to be your son. Why, Antonio? Because I have amnesia. (laughs) Gilkilon, but I thought you were... Egyptian? Before I kill you, I must ask you one question. Who am I? For I have amnesia. Let me get this straight. Does anyone here not have amnesia? Uh, I don't know. Uh,